From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 21st of April 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the news that Russia has bombed themselves. This isn't the only thing happening in the world, though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, I sit down with Rory and discuss the Dominic Raab report. But first, how and why did Russia bomb themselves? Late on Thursday night, a Russian warplane accidentally bombed the Russian city of Belgorod, around 40 kilometres north of the border with Ukraine. No deaths have been reported, but three people were injured and the blast appeared to have caused some serious infrastructural damage. According to Russian authorities, it happened at the intersection of one of the central streets, leaving a huge impact crater with a radius of 20 metres. A number of buildings were damaged and photos and videos on social media showed a car that had been flipped and ended up on the roof of a nearby shop. A Russian defence ministry statement said at around 10.15pm Moscow time on April the 20th, as an Su-34 Air Force plane was flying over the city of Belgorod, there was an accidental discharge of aviation ammunition. According to the ministry, an investigation is underway. Belgorod is a city of nearly 400,000 people and is due north of the Ukrainian city of Kharkiv. Russian jets often fly over Belgorod on their way to Ukraine. Thursday's incident is not the first since Russia invaded Ukraine more than a year ago. In October, a Russian warplane crashed into an apartment building in the southern Russian town of Yeysk, killing 15 people. According to Russian media outlet The Bell, at least 10 Russian military planes have crashed after malfunctioning since the invasion of February last year. Meanwhile, across the border in Ukraine on Thursday, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg made his first wartime visit to Ukraine. At a press conference with Ukraine's President Zelensky, he said, NATO stands with you today, tomorrow, and for as long as it takes. Stoltenberg went on to say that Ukraine's rightful place is in the Euro-Atlantic family. Ukraine's rightful place is in NATO. And over time, our support will help you make this possible. As the war continues, Western allies are still looking for ways to hit Russia's ability to finance its war in Ukraine. Japan's Kyodo News Agency reported on Thursday that G7 countries are considering an almost total ban on exports to Russia, with the story being corroborated by a Bloomberg report. The proposal would effectively flip the current sanctions regime on its head. So, instead of having a list of products that nations are not allowed to export to Russia, everything would be banned unless specifically exempted. G7 leaders are due to meet for a summit in Japan in May. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. This morning, following a lengthy investigation into the behaviour of Dominic Raab, the Justice Secretary and Deputy Prime Minister, Raab decided to resign from government. In his resignation statement, Raab said that the report dismissed all but two claims that were levelled against him. He added that, in setting the threshold for bullying so low, this inquiry has set a dangerous precedent. In a follow-up 1,100-word article from The Telegraph, Mr Raab claimed he was subject to trial by the media for six months. He also added that the investigator, Adam Tolley KC, concluded that over four and a half years, Raab never once swore or shouted at officials. 
The report is 48 pages long and was released at around 11.30am today. It looks into the specific allegations against Raab and whether he met the definition of bullying. We'll discuss the report on today's Nebula section. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Chile's president, Gabriel Boric, has announced plans to nationalise the country's lithium industry. Boric, a left-winger who was elected in late 2021, says the Chilean state will be involved in the entire production cycle of lithium through public-private collaboration. The plans must be approved by lawmakers. Chile is the world's second largest producer of lithium, which is essential to things like electric vehicle batteries and green technologies. Any private company, Boric said, whether foreign or local, that wants to exploit lithium in Chile must partner with the state. He called it the best chance we have at transitioning to a sustainable and developed economy. Currently, just two companies mine lithium in Chile, the US-based Albemarle and Chile's Chemical and Mining Society. Both these contracts will be respected, but the state will aim to take a stake in the contracts, while new contracts will only be approved if they are controlled by the state, Boric said. Chile joins countries like Mexico, Zimbabwe and Indonesia, who have recently been seeking greater control of key mineral resources. On a flight yesterday, SpaceX's Starship exploded. No one was hurt, the flight itself was uncrewed. The spaceship is the most powerful ever designed, and if it proves eventually to be successful, may even be the ship that lands humans on the surface of Mars for the first time. Despite the explosion, SpaceX engineers have classed yesterday's mission as a success. They claim that they've gathered a lot of data which will help them on the next flight. Prior to the flight, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk said that as long as the spacecraft left the launch pad, he would consider it a win. And to be fair, the spacecraft did indeed make it off the launch pad. The plan was for the ship to complete one revolution of the Earth, then splash down in the Pacific near Hawaii. Musk has confirmed that SpaceX will try again in a few months. To end the main section, we look to Costa Rica, which last year, for the eighth consecutive year, generated more than 98% of its electricity from renewable sources. Costa Rica benefits from having geography suited to a range of renewable energy sources. Last year, three quarters of its generated energy came from hydropower, a little under 15% from geothermal sources, and just over 10% came from wind. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our discussion of the Raab report... Yeah, he does uh, karate and stuff, so we can just spend more time on that, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, he's already got his black belt, That's so true. I don't think there's any higher yeah. you can go yeah. in karate. That's true. Can you get two? Then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. 
If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.